Hey everybody, welcome back and uh, thanks for listening to another episode of PRI Talk. Today, if you didn't uh, notice um, on the title, we're not doing a five-minute recruiting uh, episode today. Um, hopefully I got a few more of those in the works and get those out here in the next couple of weeks. But I um, wanted to do uh, kind of a full episode and get uh, a few of my thoughts out there. Um, couple of things uh, over the weekend and really just want to get all of the stuff that's going on in my brain um, kind of out uh, recorded and, and, and out to you guys. So um, I, I, I hope these things will connect um, well. Uh, if you follow me down the rabbit hole uh, enough, um, hopefully hopefully they will. Um, but the, the, the topic is uh, sandbagging. And this is something that I think I, I've talked about before, uh, maybe not kind of in this way. Um, but I think it's a topic that I've addressed before. Um, but but sandbagging was was something that came up um, over the weekend uh, while I was out um, at a qualifier. Uh, came out from a couple different qualifiers actually because I one of the um, one of the uh, Facebook groups that I'm on it was brought up uh, several times. Some people were very upset um, about it all, and uh, I think they were referencing uh, 12 and 13, even maybe 14 year olds. Um, and, and sandbagging. So um, I, I wanted to kind of give my opinion on it. Um, for those of you that, that care about my opinion about sandbagging. Um, uh, and, the, and the other, the face-to-face -face example that I was uh, given this weekend was a, a team um, that has a lot of, or I won't say a lot, several, at least um, Power 5, Division 1 recruits on um, the team uh, was playing at a, you know, quote-unquote lower level. Um, and that sort of thing. So, so kind of all of this um, had a few conversations about it over the weekend. Um, the the idea of sandbagging kind of flows into some recruiting stuff that I want to um, I, I do want to hit on. So, so here's my opinion on sandbagging. I don't necessarily care um, if a team decides to quote unquote sandbag. And, and I think we have to actually define what you mean by sandbagging. Um, I think for a lot of people, it is a, uh, just in general, it's a, if a team plays open, um, then they can only play open. Um, someone mentioned, uh, in the comments that I was going through about how like this should be, you know, a rule and, and that kind of thing. And if you want to have the discussion that, that a team needs to like declare a specific level for the, for the club season and they have to play at that level, um, everywhere. And that can be like something they do through USAV. I'm, I actually wouldn't think that would be a bad thing. Um, now, obviously a lot of those teams are going to be one player away from, you know, playing very poorly at, at certain levels. But, um, I think that is almost across the board for most teams. Um, so really sandbagging is you have a team that, um, is playing, uh, at a level um, below maybe where they should. That's a very general kind of maybe definition of sandbagging. Um, but my, so, so my feelings on this, um, again, I don't, I don't care uh, if a team sandbags. Um, that is a, of necessarily not really any business of, of mine from my perspective where I sit right now. I understand how it can be frustrating um, for parents and, and other coaches and players and things like that to, to see it. Um, but, but my kind of foundational philosophy on it is 
what is the what is the philosophy and, and the foundations of the club, right? Um, what what are their goals through the club pro- process? What are they trying to accomplish? Um, if if they are a club where we just want to play at the highest level, uh, we want to play open. Even if we finished thirtieth at all of the qualifiers out of thirty six teams, we just want to play open. Uh, if we go to nationals, if we get a bid, great. If we don't, we'll go to AAUs and play at whatever level they are. Um, that 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 might be a club's philosophy. Um, there are other clubs out there. Maybe it's not not necessarily the opposite end of the spectrum, but maybe the uh, uh, another idea is. We want to get as many of our teams to nationals as possible. Um, that that can be their goal as a club. So in order to get as many teams um, to nationals as possible, you have to have more teams with bids. Um, a team that plays open all year and doesn't get a bid doesn't benefit you if your goal is to get as many teams to nationals as possible. Um, and, and so I think, the first question we should be asking is, is realistically, what is their goal, right? Um, and, and I think it's important to um, create a little bit of distinction here. Um, and I'll be the first person to say that I don't really understand the new categories that USAV put out for uh, the different levels at nationals, the liberty and freedom. I, I don't know how you get them what level they're supposed to be above USA, below USA. USA is always this kind of constant argument on whether or not USA is better um, than the national or American. And, and I think it's all relative to the teams that get a bid that year. But um, that all that being said, the, the other part too um, is if, if open is a hundred percent better. Okay. Um, which I don't think that that's true. Um, but if if open is a hundred percent the best and all teams that are playing open at nationals are better than all the other teams okay if that is true then then we can create um, some separate um, distinctions and levels now I don't think that is necessarily true. I think there are several teams at the probably USA and maybe even national level that get regional bids again these new, um, bid titles. I don't necessarily understand the new levels, uh, but um, but uh, if um, if a um, team that maybe played open at some of the the more competitive open qualifiers and finished uh, six, seven, eight, uh, maybe at their three didn't get an open bid um chances are they might be better uh, if they get a usa bid maybe the last qualifier or maybe they get a national bid they might be better than some of the teams that play open depending on their their record against some of those teams that maybe have a bid or don't or whatever um so so i think that it, it's not necessarily when we categorize teams um open USA national American and and criticize clubs and teams and coaches for sandbagging and things like that. I I don't necessarily think that it's, it's, it's all cut and dry as far as which classification and and where a team fits. Okay. Um, and, And I think the other part of this too, to consider is no one wants to go 0 and 12 at nationals. Um, no one wants to lose every set at nationals. 
Um, on, on the flip side, too, you don't want to be that team that beats everyone 20, 25 to 5, right, or 25 to 2. You don't want to be that team, okay? Um, and, and so there's, there's definitely some wiggle room in there somewhere. Where can you be the most competitive? Where can you have the most success, right? I don't think that it's necessarily great for these athletes to go out and um, get just throttled by other teams, which I've seen um, teams that wanted to play open, um, get in that large bit and just get absolutely destroyed at nationals. Um, it's just not fun for anyone, including the college coaches that are trying to recruit those kids. So, so that's kind of my, uh, my thoughts on sandbagging. Now I was talking about um, how, uh, the, the different, um, levels, we, we've definitely categorized the open, the USA national as, as kind of cut and dry categories and groups. Um, and I don't think that that's necessarily, um, true when, when we have rankings and we have kind of those categories, um, I think there's a lot more, um, movement in those, um, than maybe, than maybe we, we sit back and, 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 uh, and, and see. Okay. Um, and just as a real quick example, I, I watched a team two weekends in a row um, lose to a team that is ranked lower than them in region. Right. So so they're ranked higher than them. They're technically a better team um, than than this other team in their region, but they lost to them. Right. And, and so I think volleyball in some ways, um, not top to down, but but there's a lot of discrepancy in like who's really better. Um, and volleyball is a sport that if, if you can, you know, match up, if, if a team is playing their best, if a best team just, if the team that's technically better just drops off just a little bit, um, and the team that's maybe not as good just plays great, then they got an opportunity to beat that team. Um, and so I think that that's important kind of to understand um, here. And so that all segues into um, the, this, the idea of, um, when we say division one, okay. And, and, and when we, when we say, um, division one, or I want to play division one or want to compete at, at the, the highest level possible, which a lot of people would categorize as division one. Okay. Um, when, when we say that, I think one of the things that, that we, we miss a lot of the time, and I'm trying to communicate as much as I can, um, to parents and athletes is there's a, a vast, chasm um between uh the division one schools okay um there's 335 division one schools and there's a huge difference between the university of texas and the university uh or not university of but grambling state university it got made the news uh grambling state made the news this last week um and my comment i'm posting the article was this is the only way that volleyball can get in the news um, is with what happened at Grambling State. And I don't necessarily have an opinion on that right now. Um, if someone asked me my opinion on that, I could I could do that. But um, but but there's a huge difference between the levels of University of Texas and, and like a Grambling State or or um, uh, some other schools. I could I could give an example, but um, there's a huge difference. Now we qualify or, or we quantify. I don't know the right word there. Um, we put all of those teams into the division one category. And we say division one is better. Um, and, and that's not really, um, at all true. Um, if you have been, um, follow me on Instagram and check my story at all, uh, you might've noticed I've been sharing a bunch of, um, Tampa has been, um, 
posting like little clips from their spring practice. Um, Tampa is a two out of three. Um, they've won two national championships in the last three years, something like that. Um, uh, Division two national champion. They are a fantastic level of volleyball. Um, and if you were to, uh, in some ways, right, it, you could say Tampa is sandbagging at playing Division two, right? You could say that. Um, because they are significantly better than a majority of the other Division II programs out there. They should probably be competing at a quote-unquote Division I level. Now, what Division I level are we talking about, right? So there, there's, a, there's a spectrum there. Um, but, but, but that, I think, would be uh, not a very relevant argument. But maybe you could say that based on, based on what we're talking about. But my point is, is um, Tampa and, and the other Division II programs like them are significantly better level of volleyball than a wide variety of programs at the Division One level. They are Tampa Division Two, are is a significantly better volleyball program, um, physically, athletically, whatever. Um, they would beat a, a bunch of Division One schools. Not all of them, obviously, um, but a, 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 a huge chunk, in my opinion. Okay, um, so so when we talk about um, these different kind of levels, we do have to understand that there is um, wiggle room, and and it's not this all division ones are better, and then we have division two. That is untrue. Um, now a lot of people would say, well, Jason, we don't we don't believe that, but but you do, right? Um, you would rather go to a division two, a division one program, okay? Um, that maybe isn't very good just because it's division one. Um, just because it's division one, I don't think is a good enough reason, right? Um, to to play at a specific school, um, and I think a lot of athletes figure that out, um, and they uh, end up not being happy <laughs> where they're at where they are. But they just wanted to play Division One because Division One is better. I just want to play Open because Open is better, right? Um, and, and it doesn't necessarily always always match up. Okay. Final kind of idea here, and this is something that I've I've mentioned before as well. I think, um, but I don't want to reiterate it. I had a really great conversation with uh, a Division II head coach um, over this weekend. Just kind of some back and forth, um, talking about you know how how they're recruiting and and what their plan is for the future. And it was it was a really good conversation. And um, you know we started talking about the um, my kind of philosophy on on Division II and. Um, uh, and we kind of, we went back and forth about it. It was a really good conversation, not, not crazy, bad arguing or anything like that, but just a really good conversation. And, and my point of view on division two is, is this division two schools have to stop selling themselves as a mid-major division one, because you aren't. Um, and, and, and kind of my argument to this coach was if, if I'm a, if I'm a recruit and you're, and, and the coach is telling me at a division two school that they are like a division one program for me as the, as the athlete, I'm going, well, that's cool. Um, but why, why would I have the generic version or why would I have the, we're like this version when I can have the actual real thing. Okay. Cause, cause even Tampa like I said, fantastic, really good Division II program. They're not a mid-major Division I program. They just aren't. 
Um, and I think Division II programs do themselves a disservice by not um, diving into more of what makes them unique as a school, as an institution, as a program. Um, because I know, and a lot of other people in this world, in the volleyball world community, know that there are dozens of Division II programs that are better than uh, a certain level of Division One, right? It's not all Division One schools and then Division Two schools. Um, there, I mean, I don't know. We got to get into the the top one hundred, um, and then maybe we start sliding in some Division Two programs. That's very very general. Um, and, and even even with the the level of athlete that you're getting, right? Um, you know, we are pulling in at our program these these quote unquote Division One athletes. Um, well, well, but then if they're a division one athlete, why are they playing division two? So, so we're, we're, we're not necessarily making the argument, right? Um, the, the other thing that, that I, I see on Instagram a lot in day in the life of a division one soccer player, right? Um, it's the same day in the life, a division two soccer player and a division three soccer player. It's not really any different. Some of the bells and whistles might be different, but the day in the life is about the same. You grind out homework, school, weight room training, practice, studying, sleep. That, that is the day in the life of a college athlete, period. Um, so, so again, I, 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 would, I would want um, Division II coaches to sell what they are, not what they are not. Um, and, and I think the more and more um, that, that coaches begin to have that conversation about what they are and what makes them unique as Division II versus trying to always reference this this thing out here that has a huge wide spectrum of of levels within itself, right? Division one has levels within itself, um, and, and and I don't need to dive into that too much, but but sell the division two. I, I can tell you from from my experience as a division one head coach, what made our program successful as a division one school was not that we were division one. It wasn't. It was not our. It it, it, it was not our sell. Right. It was something that we talked about because of where we wanted to be. Um, but it was not it was not our cell. Right. It was that word division one. And so that automatically makes us better and we can expect to get the best athletes. No, that's not 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 how that works. Um, and so kind of with with, with this full circle of, of sandbagging and ranking and putting people in the categories and putting teams in the categories and all that kind of stuff. If, if you're really good somewhere, be really good somewhere, right? Um, if, if you are a, a, a top USA level team, be a top USA level team and be okay with that. Um, if you are a, a, a national team or, or whatever, whatever level you are, be really good there. Um, but, but I think selling yourself short a little bit when, when you say, well, we're going to go to a qualifier and play open here and try to get an open bid. And then if we don't, then we're going to be you, wherever you fit, fit there and, and sell that. Um, and I think the, 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 we can lose maybe some of this fog that we keep communicating um, to athletes and parents um, and, and club coaches and, and clubs across the country this notion of division one being better um, because it isn't. There's lots of great things about division one and how it's set up. 
Um, Division one volleyball needs to go to, to two brackets. They need to have an FBS bracket, an FCS bracket, in my opinion. Um, that there's three teams from the FCS schools uh, in the in the in the pool of 64, the bracket of 64, and that just seems kind of pointless to me, um, or not, and it's fine. Um, but but if if you're going to be really good somewhere, be really good there. If you're going to be a fantastic Division two program and you want to win. Uh, national championships like Tampa has, um, like like Chuck has at Angelo State. You wanna you wanna be into the the Sweet Sixteen, the Elite Eight, the Final Four. Then go do that, um, and, and don't compare yourself to this other group over here because then we get into this kind of gray area of it's like, well, maybe it's still gonna be better on the other side, um, and, and you get in situations where this uh, what just happened at WT basketball a couple of years ago, right? They win a national championship and and two players, boom, transfer division one schools. Um, do they win a national championship? I don't I don't remember. Probably not. Uh, wherever they went. Do they win a conference championship wherever they went? Probably not. But they got to play quote unquote D1. Um, and I just I think that's a I think it's a bad argument. Um, just like I think quote unquote playing open is 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 not not necessarily a great um, argument. So so there there's the we reached the end of the rabbit hole. Um, sandbagging to recruiting to division two, division one. Um, and those of you guys that know me, know I'm a huge advocate for division one, pushing division one constantly. I think it's a great, um, experience overall. I think a lot of athletes find, um, really good resources, athletically, academically, um, spiritual growth, physical growth. I think you can do all those things at the D2 level. Um, and again, I, I don't, division two is just different it's not worse division one is different it's not necessarily better than okay um and that's something that i want to make sure that i'm communicating so thank you guys for listening make sure you check out my website privolleyball.com check my blogs follow me on instagram and facebook parallel recruiting initiative appreciate you guys listening have a great rest of your day Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com, check out my blog, or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.